Welcome to week six of Dial In. We've got a new co-host. I'm Fuzzy. That's Cap over there. And welcome boys? Baker to the team full time. Baker was a what recurring guest multiple times. On? And here he is. Uh, you don't get to see his ugly mug yet, but we will be taking care of that eventually. Week six. Oh, man. The refs are back at it again. Fucking screwing games up. It's it's a. It's super frustrating. Hate the refs. Hopefully we'll get it figured out. Uh, Tua Tua caused a lot of issues with uh, rushing the pass or roughing the passer. I can't I can't English today. Uh, And concussions, lots of concussions. Uh, Steelers Steelers are the worst team in the league. Yep, not the Texans. Texans actually got a dub. Nobody Uh, argued. (laughs) We. We kicked off a new segment this week called uh, the winners and losers of the week. There's uh there's some interesting stuff going on there. It's a fun fact. Can't hit a photographer. Um, you'll go to jail. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we recapped week five versus there was a little bit of a mix up this week. You know, one of us, uh, one of us turned it back around. Kind of curious. We uh we covered Matt Rule briefly getting canned. Sorry, Matt Rule. Better luck next time, buddy. Go back to college. You're a better college coach. Man, those bakers, I'll tell you. <laughs> Can't Ooh. deal with them. You know, I don't know if we got Baker Mayfield or Baker Mahomey. Who knows? I mean, you know, both of us aren't doing well, so it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, week six was our longest episode yet. I hope you guys enjoy. Just a heads up, we are going to be going to two days a week here shortly. That way we can cut our time down a little bit. Uh, We're going to be live streaming on YouTube here soon. Going to be looking at Tuesdays and Saturdays. We will keep you guys updated on our Twitter. If you guys are enjoying the video, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and leave a comment down below. What do you guys want to see? We appreciate you all. Have a good one. Let's dial in. Let's dial in, boys. Dial in until next week. Yeah, buddy. All right. Week six recap. Kirk, you like that? Cousins had a hard, had a, had a hot start, completing his first seventeen passes and leads game-winning drive against divisional rival Chicago. Chicago. Baker, you like that? No, no, no. I do, I don't. I don't. <laughs> he does just good enough to stay around forever. It's awful. I just, I I love hearing team like fans of teams, you know. Man, my quarterback sucks. However, you know we're we're fucking winning all our games <laughs> for now. We're right for now. <laughs> like as soon as we get into the playoffs, where every game is a prime time game, I have zero confidence things are going to go right. It's just not going to happen. I mean, that makes sense. He has yet to really prove himself in the playoffs, right? I feel like he has proved himself shitty time and time again. Yeah. By the way, welcome Baker to dial in full time now uh, as our third host. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, We'll get him on camera. Get him on camera. Get him a less shitty mic uh, here shortly. That way he can go ahead and join us. That way you can see his beautiful face. That way you I'm can just see. doing my best Kirk Cousins right now. I'm, I'm working my way in. 
and then I'll be good for a while right before I fall off a cliff. It will be great. Uh, okay. Eventually, you know, we'll get a fourth person that can be, you know, Kirk Cousins GM and say, you know what? We, we don't have Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. We just have Cousins. <laughs> but ba- Baker uh, introduced me to uh, a La Liga style dynasty league. Okay. We've been hooked since. Um, we've been in fantasy league together for many, many, many of years. Um, we help run other leagues as well as a, well, I'm a lazy co commissioner, but <clears throat> I feel uh, like we have a lot of good ideas for fantasy leagues. Uh, Rejaff leagues are a thing of a past in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, Baker has uh, opened that door to me. So um, it really makes fantasy a lot more intense. And uh, you know, in these kind of leagues, you got to get dialed in. Definitely, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy to have uh, Baker joining us full time now. Um, ever since the first episode with Baker, like I said, it, it just it clicked really, really well. So it's uh, it's good. Welcome to the team, man. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, it's also going to be good, you know, once we finally start doing our uh, our fantasy that we've been talking about with DraftKings or Fanduel or whatever. Um, now there's going to be three of us at least. And. Uh, Another big announcement, we are going to start going live on YouTube twice a week. Um, we want to step it up. We're really happy with how the uh, the podcast is going so far. It's been making really good progress, and uh, we want to step it up even more. So we're still working on the days. Uh, we will announce it on our Twitter, um, what days we're going to be going live, what times we're, we're shooting for, um, you know, <laughs> Things happen. I'm a parent. Cap's a parent. I, I don't know if Baker's a parent, but uh, things. No, I just got a dog. He can he can do whatever. Yeah. So you know things things you know got to get shifted around sometimes. But we uh like I said, we're planning on going live two days a week. Uh, we're shooting for just after Monday night football game, so like Tuesday, and then just before um the start of the Sunday game. So we're looking at like Tuesday, Saturday right now, but you know, we're, we're still ironing out those details. Yep. One step at a time. Yep. We're brand new. So when we'll, we'll, shit, we'll, we're brand new, I don't think we're doing too bad. I think we're doing fucking <laughs> excellent. I'd say we're dialed in. <laughs> Some have said, <laughs> but all right, let's go ahead and uh, get back into it. Um, man, Vikings, Vikings have been uh, impressing me. Um, they're the kings of the NFC North right now, right? Especially with the Packers' loss to the Giants. Um, yep, 4-1, 3-0 at home. Yep. Uh, and a big win over the Packers. Uh, a mass- oh, dude, that week one win was massive. Um, so they uh, they definitely look really, really good. I'd say the NFC is definitely like what what everybody's talking about lately is the NFC is uh, a lot weaker of a uh, conference than the AFC. I mean, you've got massive buzzsaws with the Bills, Chiefs. Um, I mean, you've got a really good Raiders team that's one in four. <laughs> I, I think that's right. the, the best one in four team ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was saying that a couple of weeks ago. These guys are a lot better than what they th- that they're putting out in the field, man. These guys... I knew they were going to play well against the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, that that tore me not to pick them, but, you know, I'm a betting man, so you got to do what you got to do. Yep. Yeah, I think it's going to take, you know, a little bit little bit more into the year for them to really work out that old uh, Oakland Raider-esque that they're still holding on to. You know, really right, get that right, Las right. Vegas Raiders going, really get 
uh, Josh McDaniels is the head coach set in. Uh, Carr said after the game, you know, he feels like we're right there. Yep. We're, we're close, but close doesn't, doesn't work in a league like this. So it's true. hopefully right. they can put it together and, and really start, you know, getting somewhere. I will say with the conferences though, um, out of the top 10 power, uh, power rankings, six are from the NFC, four from the AFC. So maybe the AFC is top heavy, but I mean, it seems like the NFC, they're kind of holding their own right now. Definitely. Definitely. Very true. Uh, Miami lose back-to-back weeks uh, with Tua out and have another quarterback go into concussion protocol. Uh, Dolphins quarterback Teddy Bridgewater was ruled out in the first quarter of Miami's loss to the Jets on Sunday. It was a really good call by us saying the Jets were going to show up and win that. (laughs) I'd say we were dialed in for that. That was uh, was really good. We knew. We knew. Yeah, yeah. Not under those circumstances, but we knew. You know, it, it, with how good the Jets looked against the Steelers in that final fourth quarter, I was very impressed uh, with uh, Zach Wilson and knowing he was going to get like a good full week of practice and reps. That's that's a decent Jets team. Yeah, I was pretty excited for Bridgewater. I was. Yep. I even started him. And uh, Ooh. back-to-back weeks, man. I don't know if that cloud's going to follow them, but it's not looking good for the Dolphins. Uh, it's going to follow them for at least another week, fellas. Don't you worry about it. Especially yeah, considering Tua is still ruled out for this week. Well, and, right. and the Vikings are rolling in for the week, so Ooh. slap them around a little bit. Show them I what's think, what. I think what the point is is that, though, they're a 3 know, They're looking really, really good. They lost back-to-back games. They lost... Both their one and two quarterbacks. Now they have their third string until two comes back. I don't know if it's bad juju. I don't know what's going on over uh, going on over there, but uh, it's not looking good. No, not at all. Seems like it kind of answers the Tua debate, though. They are a drastically better team with him in there, so he's obviously come a long way from the preseason questions of can he uh, produce with all these weapons that they have for him, right? And it was shocking how good they were. I mean, I was really so, impressed with Teddy Bridgewater as well when he stepped in there. It seemed like he, he didn't miss a beat. You know, he, he picked up right where he left off, it seemed to me. Um, he, uh, he had to fit in there in the second quarter of that, that first game he came in. The, the last play he threw out to uh, Tyreek. Tyreek looked a little visibly upset. <laughs> it was yeah. not the kind of throw he wanted. And then... Uh, Coming back after halftime, they what that was when uh what Tua came back in after halftime? Yeah. So I mean it, it was a struggle at first, and I think McDaniel kind of told him, Hey, I, I really like your accuracy. I like that you got great ball placement, but with the weapons we got, you have to push it down the field. And then ever since then we've seen Teddy kind of be willing to go over the top. And it, it did look good when he tried. Yeah. Yeah, the game he actually played, he went 14 for 23, 193 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That game, Tyreek had 10 receptions, 160 yards. So, I mean, he must, maybe he bitch slapped him in the halftime. I don't know what happened, but Bridgewater did not look that bad. No, I don't think so either. I mean, it makes sense that Tyreek's going to be upset with how, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater played considering... He's he's gone on the record saying Tua is fantastic quarterback, more accurate than 
Mahomes and you know Tua's has been pretty impressive this season before he was injured, so I can't I can't really argue with that. Right, yeah, uh, everything's going to be a downgrade if you're saying your quarterback is more accurate than Mahomes. So yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> Especially when it's a backup. Right. Um Tom Brady remains undefeated versus Atlanta. He's now 11 and 0 all time, but this time maybe with help from the refs. Oh. So if you guys don't know, the refs are fucking blind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh there's a very real issue in the league right now where the refs are calling roughing the passer on plays that shouldn't be. Um at least in my opinion. And Cap's opinion as well. Um, <clears throat> I I think that that's come down to the last couple weeks, though. Yes. Um, the first two weeks or three weeks of the season, they were they were down from calls last season. Yeah. And then once the Tua situation started, even in week one where he got back, or week the first time when he got back into the game, uh, you know, a little bit of rumbling from the nfl when he got knocked out threw up the finger signs the second time that was it now we're in overreaction hell and anything that touches a quarterback's just the worst thing possible for a defensive player like it you almost want to not sack the quarterback at this point because it just gives them a reset of downs and 15 free yards yeah, and it, it's funny enough, uh, the refs were asked about it later on, and they, they said, oh, well, the quarterback was in a passing motion. So how does that make sense? So if any quarterback goes for a passing motion as they're getting tackled, is it going to be roughing the passer from now on? Like, right. I understand that the NFL is worried about Tua issues, right, with concussions. There's been a lot of concussions this year. Um, but... To ruin the game, I mean, these refs are starting to decide how games turn out, like like we just said. Yeah, and that's a problem. It, it, <clears throat> that's a big problem. Um, you know, we so we had the, the one with the Bucks Atlanta game, and that was at the very end of the game, so it was definitely a deciding factor. Uh, yes. But but there was another egregious one in the Raiders Chiefs game. Um, yep. Chiefs, uh, Jones, right? He he went and tackled. Yeah. Uh, car, but when he first hit him, he knocked the ball out, grabbed the ball as they're falling. So he is now on offense because he has recovered a fumble, and and he put he, his arm out to like brace himself. the fall. Yeah, he braced himself as he was landing, so not to put all the weight on Car, and to try and get up and be able to keep going. And he was still called roughing the passer. He was on offense at that point. And the fact that that is not a reviewable play is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It, especially where the, uh, the ref is standing and he can't see Jones's arms in any way. Yep. And he's just going to make that decision. It's like, had, had you been able to pan around, look at, you know, in a review, look at it from the front, see that he has full control of the ball. See, he tries to brace himself with his left hand. You would be able to say, okay, you know, intent says this wasn't what we were trying to do but the rule should be changed from all body weight to intent and it should be changed to a reviewable play because even if they are wrong 
and they throw a flag, they review it and say, hey, we think the intent was this and it wasn't. Right. The amount of times that's going to happen is so much less than it's happening now. It's like that that would be acceptable to me. That's fine. We're going to we're going to mess up one in 10 calls instead of nine out of 10 calls. I'm totally OK with that. So I'm going to. Try and pull this up. You guys want to keep going on about it? I will say though, with with how now the defensive ends or defensive players, now they have to change how they're playing. So, mm -hmm. like, are, are they supposed to run at the quarterback with their arms out, chest out? You know, like these guys are getting held almost every single play. It's never called. You know, that's that could cause injury as well. So now those guys are starting to feel like, okay, maybe the NFL doesn't care about the defensive players. Now you know they're favoring the quarterbacks. Yep. Well, they've already what shrunken the quarterbacks hitting target. So right. They can't stumble forward low and catch their legs to save the quarterback's knees, which is great. Like I don't have a problem with that. Most defensive players don't really have a problem with that. They understand you mm -hmm. can't hit them high in the head. You can't really hit anybody high in the head anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, we're taking away the legs. We're taking away the head. You can really only hit from the thigh pads to the shoulder pads. And in the Tom, the Tom Brady play, it was a, a perfect sack. He whipped him around, threw him on the ground. Tom Brady's head didn't even hit the ground flag. It's like, not only that, but Tom Brady tried to kick him as he's getting up off of him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, very come true. on, guys, what are we doing? Well, Brady pulled the, the good old MJ. Come on, man. He's so, holding me. Hey, no, Michael, I didn't he see got it, up. I'm going to call it. There's, yeah, he told the ref. So then the ref there's called a different it. Angle. There's a different angle where he gets up and he asks what the call is because he's worried that he's going to be flagged for kicking yep. defensive player when he's coming off. And then the ref looks at him and goes, oh, it's roughing the passer. Brady shakes his head, yeah, says first down, like we'll take it, move the ball. Because he was worried he was going to get flagged. He knew he should have been flagged. So it's just it, the overcorrection due to the two situations just going to – it's too much. Agreed. So here is the Tom Brady roughing the passer. So we got the video going. I <laughs> – Gotta play that back. I don't I don't <laughs> get how that was roughing the passer at all. You got audio on this? I do. We don't hear it. I feel like it's lagging on my end, to be honest. It might be through how we have it going. So here's. Here he comes. Yeah. And what an amazing play. It was a fantastic oh, play. He rolled him on I, top of me. I, 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 I would be thankful as a quarterback if I got sacked, if it happened like that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Right. You put me down. Appreciate it. Yeah. I don't I don't get how that is roughing the passer at all. Like there's nothing there that shows roughing the passer. 
Th this one is not as egregious as that one, uh, but this one still bugs me. So here's the Raiders Chiefs roughing the passer. Now see in live, that looks a lot rougher. Uh, I mean, definitely, but the fact that he doesn't have the ball at all. I feel like the way this rule is written is the problem, and it's the, the full weight. Listen, if I'm hitting you and you're going to the ground, I'm landing on top of you. I can't all of a sudden be half my weight. Right. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. You so can't fucking define it, gravity. We have to be intent. And if I'm not dipping my shoulder down and driving extra force into the ground, then it's not a penalty. Like I'm, I'm tackling you. I'm going to land on you. This is, this is simulated war. That's what football is. Like, what are we doing here? Right. Come right. on guys. He tackled him. He landed on him. He braced himself with his hand. We're just getting ridiculous. Yeah, you know, football's a contact sport. You're gonna have, you're gonna have it. <laughs> As uh, Joe Burrow says, you know, he's he's been concussed how many times and blacks out in the middle and of what games. Are, <laughs> we gonna start? Right. <laughs> we gonna roll over to the NHL now and start putting people in the penalty box because they took a slap shot and it hit somebody in the shin? Oh, mm -hmm. can't do Could that. Could you imagine? Now it's ten versus eleven. Really That'd be interesting. Oh, I'm going deep every play. <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, I fourth just, and one. I don't know. It's it's crazy. That is it's frustrating to see because it just shows that the league is getting extremely soft. Um, and it was funny. Tom Brady was asked about it uh, after it happened, and he said, "I throw tablets, not flags." <laughs> Did he say that? That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That's not I. I heard him say, I don't throw the flags, but that tablet thing, hey. Uh, apparently, that's, that, that's, that's what I saw, is that he said, I don't throw tablets, I throw, uh, or, I throw hey. tablets, not flags. If he didn't say it, he should have. That is brilliant. Yeah, he doesn't, you mean, it's not, it's not on the player, man. The refs, they, they got to get their shit together. Yeah, so here's here is his exact quote. As I said after the game, I don't throw flags. What I do throw is tablets, and I didn't have one accessible at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's yeah. go, Brady. Tom, Tom has skyrocketed up my like pl players who I like since mm -hmm. he's left New England. It 100%. has been just the greatest thing. Yep. Uh, another player that I, uh, I really like um, is Josh Allen. Unfortunately... Yeah. <laughs> I don't like him when he plays the Steelers because that was that was a frustrating fucking game as a Steelers fan. I should have <clears throat> offered you a bet. No, 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 because I would have never took it. Like I, I just that's that, I that gave you forty five. That would have been a dumb bet. I don't know. I think if he would have offered you a bet live on air, you would have. We we could have suckered you in. You were talking. Pickettsburg and everything else. I, I think he could have got you. <laughs> so oh, I think so. Well, I try to reel him in with the forty-five point spread. Yeah, I, mean, I think he could have got you. If you did give it to me at a forty-five point spread, I one hundred percent would have took of that because it, it wasn't. It wouldn't have been a forty-five point spread. Um, now, if Josh Allen played the entire game, it could have been. <laughs> he was taken out, I believe, after the third quarter. Uh, but like I, after the fourth minute. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
Now, I, I sent a funny picture over to Cap of a uh, uh, Burris jersey. I said, I'm rocking the Burris jersey for today's game since the Steelers make me want to shoot myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was so good. I think that's a pretty accurate representation of how the Steelers make me feel. Um, so I, I got to ask, though, mm-hmm. what what was the worst play for you to watch? Was it the Minka Fitzpatrick <laughs> interception that wasn't an interception? Or, like, what was the worst Man, the worst part of it? Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs were so dominant during that game. It was extremely impressive. Uh, I mean, honestly, the first, so the very first kickoff, start of the game, I was excited, man. They dropped the ball on the two-yard line. I was like, yeah, this is the way you want to start the game against the Bills. And then... You know, three plays later, I was like, fuck, that's not how you want to start the game against the Bills with a 98-yard touchdown to Gabe Davis. I text Fuzzy, ouch. It was like three minutes in. Dude. Or not even. I was like, wow. So my dad was at camp, and my dad's sending me text messages. Whatever he was watching was like five seconds ahead of me. So he's like, or no. like 15 seconds ahead. So he's like sending me text messages. He's like, that's how you want to do it. That's not how you want to do it. Okay, that makes me feel better. I'm like, I, I, I was like, fucking stop texting me. <laughs> Put it yeah. over the side. And uh, and then I see Cat texting me. It's like, Jesus Christ, I know this one's going to hurt. But uh, by the way, Gabe Davis is a Tarkov player, if you didn't know that. He yeah, wore Escape from boy. Tarkov cleats, so I, I got to I gotta have love for uh, Gabe Davis. He um, warmed the Super Bowl, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's a stud. Um. Or the first Bowl, one or the second? I think it was the conference championship. Okay. Yeah. The first deep one or the second one? Which one hurt more? To be honest, not to dig it in, but no, the the very first one. Um. Now I know we had three, uh, three backs that were out. Um, Terrell Edmonds, both of our starting cornerbacks were out, so it makes it it really rough. Um, and then to see how Tomlin was having Minka Fitzpatrick push up on a couple of plays where he was closer to the line of scrimmage instead of back where he normally is was super frustrating. Um, I know they're trying to get that spark that they were talking about in the Jets game. Um, yeah, the, the, the first one I was like, this is exactly what's going to happen the rest of the game. I, I, at that moment I was like, yeah, hundred percent Josh Allen's going to just have a fucking career day. And he did. Um, well, I mean, I feel like. You should you should feel like, you know, your partner in crime. You know, maybe he's a little more credible than what you thought. You know, who? Some guy. Uh, yeah, your partner he's talking Cap. about him. Yeah. Me. He's talking about him. And and I'm Me? not that that holds water. No, all. I mean, I mean, obviously. Baker, relax, okay? Chill out. <laughs> so I, I only chose the Steelers in verses last week because it's my team, and yes, but you laughed uncontrollably when i said they're gonna win by 45 yeah it's because i knew it was it was very possible um i knew the 14 point spread was gonna happen you know the steelers there hasn't there hasn't been a 14 point spread in a long time so that was like yeah um it was it was yeah it was definitely a frustrating game um i was very excited with how kenny pickett played though um the offense only put up three points um, but for Kenny Pickett to have 327 passing yards against a Bills defense like that was very, very, okay. very, very thought, good. His first career start. 
the way that you went into that, I thought you were going to make a joke. No, no. And then no, the no. way you finished it, it made sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, I could... what what I liked with with Kenny though was uh, there was a play where he rolled out to the right, yep. threw the ball away. Somebody hits him kind of low. Shaq doesn't Lawson. get a flag because he's yeah he's outside of the pocket and everything. Your guys' rookie offensive lineman came over, shoved the hell oh, out nope. of him. No, that's a get different play. Boy. Different play. Huh? Well, he rolled play. out in the same play. No, no, no. no so same... there was two. There was two um, issues. No, because Kenny Kenny gets cut down low out on the right side, almost at the sideline. He gets up. Kenny pushes him himself. Mm-hmm. Boom! Yep. Like get off me. And that's when the offensive lineman comes over, and then he gets thrown, gets bounced out of the club over on the sideline. No, took him a minute to get out of there. See, that's a different one. So Kenny Pickett uh, rolled out to the right and was running for it, slid at the first down, and as he was sliding. Uh, one of the old pit yes. quarterbacks hit him. Yep. So different play. You are correct. And um and uh, James Daniels came over and hit the shit out of him, <laughs> and uh and then started like a, a nice little scrum. You know, Kenny Pickett talked about it after he. Was, I think his name's Hamlin. Uh, he was like, yo, that's my boy. Like we played together in pit. He's like, he we talked about it after he he meant no bad blood. Um. You know, it's it's just football. It, it played fast, and obviously, right, right, you know, right. Hamlin's got it in the back of his mind what Kenny Pickett did in college with the fake slide. Yeah, and he's like, "Am I going to get hit that. with the fake slide right now?" So I can't, I can't blame him for going after that. However, Shaq Lawson going low at his legs like that really pissed me off, and I'm I'm very happy to see that Kenny Pickett's going to fight until the very last play the way he did. And go after a defensive lineman like he did. Now we we haven't had really good experiences with Steelers quarterbacks going after defensive linemen before. Uh, Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. Um, I'm just happy this one didn't end up with like a, a ripped off helmet getting hit in the head kind of thing. Because yeah, it was rough. Kenny, Kenny Pickett's no Mason Rudolph. We don't. Yeah, no, you've no, already no, went no. down that road. You're probably yeah. like, oh no, here we go again. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I was I was definitely stressing a little bit. Um, the Steelers wide receivers though are fucking atrocious. I'm super frustrated with how Deontay Johnson was playing. Um, so here's a, here's a clip I have. And this is, this is what I come to expect from Deontay Johnson almost every fucking week now. Oh. Right through the diamond hands. And it wasn't an interception, thank God. Um, Very well could have been. Um, But he had multiple plays like that. Chase Claypool had multiple plays like that. The only one that was... um, Me and Chase, we're we're at odds right now, me and Chase. Dude, dude. So me and Chase and DJ are as well, because Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, well, the only one that was really, Chase. really good was George Pickens, and he's another fucking rookie. You know, Pickens had six receptions for eighty-three yards. Chase got me kicked off the internet for bullying <laughs> this week. <laughs> I fucking I'm serious. It. I believe he, it. He made a video and he said, uh, "Oh, you know, I haven't done one of these in a long time. We're going to do a giveaway video." And I simply commented. <laughs> What are you talking about? You just did a giveaway video live with Kenny's first pack. <laughs> Boom. My whole account deleted. 
ridiculous. That's great. The Steelers Nation Unite, they, I think they work for the Steelers. Um, they said, you know, whose jersey are you rocking today? And I posted the Burris jersey picture that I sent Cap on it. And I'm surprised I haven't been blocked yet. <laughs> that was good. I wasn't even expecting that. I was like, oh, Fuzzy text me. <laughs> Dude, I said that to my dad. My dad was fucking cracking up on that one. Um, But yeah, so I'm happy with how Pickens played. Pat Fryermuth looked really good. Zach Gentry looked really good. Unfortunately, Fryermuth is dealing with a concussion now. Um, Another issue with uh, the Steelers, since we're on that subject, um, Ryan Clark said the only player on this team that I take in 2008 to go down an alley with me is a young kid that's playing quarterback. He's the only one that wanted some yesterday. And he did. He looked yeah. like the only guy that was putting up a fight. Um, apparently, there was a um, a big argument in the Steelers locker room. People were smiling, laughing, having a good time after getting completely demolished 38-3. And Arthur Motes had to come over. And he's not a leader on the team by any means. Um, I think he's like a three-year vet, four-year vet, something like that. And started yelling at people, and there was reports that uh, Steelers player players were yelling at other players. I I thought it was going to be Cam Hayward yelling at like Deontay Johnson, Devin Bush, or Chase right. Claypool. It's a veteran, yeah, <clears throat> right. Um, especially a leader on the team, and I I think that may have happened still somewhat, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, then this one guy, uh, Disco1981 on Twitter. Um, replied to a tweet saying, bullshit, I can't stand Tomlin. He's a fraud and clown that's been carried by Ben his entire career. However, Cam Haywood was running 30 yards downfield again to make tackles that the linebackers wouldn't make. Shut up, Ryan. Responding to Ryan's quote. Cam Hayward retweeted that. Uh-oh. And um, Cam ended up coming out afterwards saying... Um, it was a butt retweet. Um, ignore a that. A butt retweet. Which, okay, no, so. You know, I accidentally opened the app, accidentally no. clicked on the tweet, accidentally retweeted. Right. So, no, what I, so, I can, so I can completely understand. Like, he doesn't mean like an actual butt retweet. Like, his butt didn't fucking retweet it in his back pocket. Cam Hayward's a massive man with massive hands, and he doesn't have little thumbs like me. Um,. <laughs> Whoever fucking said that. I think it was you, Cap. Um, <laughs> and I can understand how, like, he's scrolling through something on his phone and accidentally retweets something there. He deleted it, said, disregard my last tweet. That was a butt retweet. Dumb, dumb cam. He says, okay, let me be clear when I say that was a complete accident. I challenge myself to be better and don't look to point the finger. These losses I take personal and I need to, and I need to be better. My head coach and teammates are the ones I care about. I'm on to Tampa. See you Sunday. A I lot mean, of people... I'll call. A lot of people are saying, you know, bullshit. There's no way in hell. I, I want to believe Cam. Cam has nothing. Hasn't proved me otherwise yet. Like, he's he's been super always up front whenever it comes to that. So I would just say he tweeted it out of frustration. As soon as he hit send, he realized how bad of an idea it was well, and here, deleted it. Here's the thing. It was up for about an hour. And then he started oh, getting somebody tagged. Somebody talked to him. No, he started yeah, getting tagged no. a bunch. Somebody hit him up like, hey. No, I, 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 don't I don't know if you know so. how social I, I media think, works, but. I think he accidentally <laughs> did, honestly. 
Um, I mean, he took it down, so it is what it is. Uh, I think there's a lot of issues in the Steelers' locker room. Starts with the top. As much as I love Mike Tomlin, I think Mike Tomlin is still the best head coach for the Steelers. Um, I think there's definitely needs to be um, moves made. I think Matt Canada needs to be fired. He's running a college offense in the NFL. It just clearly doesn't work. But that's that's my yeah, two I, cents. Tomlin's great. He's you know one of the top two or three coaches in the NFL without debate. Yep. Um, the the only thing that could be is sometimes you know somebody's uh, voice just kind of gets stale, and yep. it's nothing that they're doing wrong or anything else. It's you know I, Chase Claypool is kind of like one of the players that I would point to as like the new generation type of player that's all on TikTok and social media, and his uh, you kind of feel like. He's never put forth the mental effort outside of, you know, the building to really catapult and match his skill set. And I think that that is catching up with more and more of the young players. And I think Tomlin is such a player's coach. Like, he's he's so good with everybody that when he checks them on that, they don't take it as seriously as they should. And yeah. I think that's the only the only divide that's happening is he is so interwound with his players that sometimes they just kind of, Oh, you know, I'll ask for forgiveness. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. fine. Nothing's going to happen. And, and that's really what I think's missing. I don't think that that Tomlin's doing anything wrong or that he's necessarily a worse coach all of a sudden than he's ever been. I just think his voice might be getting stale in the locker room. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of um, I hear and see a lot of Steelers fans saying they want to see Mike Tomlin gone, and I also see a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, they're racist." Um, and I, I I think both takes are very um, poor. I think Mike Tomlin is a fantastic coach for the Steelers. People that are saying he needs to be gone are I, I get it. They're frustrated. I, I've said time I've said in the past that Tomlin needed to go, and obviously I think different now. You know, Tomlin has proved that he's one hell of a coach in the past few seasons where he's actually, you know, he started 0-4 and, and then finished 8-8. Eight and eight. But he's also started 11-0 and lost, like, the last four games of that season. So, you know, I, I can understand why fans are frustrated. Not a lot of playoff wins since our our last Super Bowl run. Um, they don't need a call for Tomlin's job yet. Definitely call yeah, for Matt Canada's. Um, There's not other coaches out there that that exactly you could see or like what's going to happen if you like, do get a new coach. Exactly, you know? and you're with definitely roster, rebuilding your like exactly. So then you just sit back for four years and just drink beers on Sundays, not don't care what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like oh whatever. At least we got rid of the coach. See here, here's the thing, right? And and I was arguing with somebody on that on Twitter. I was like, who are you gonna who are you gonna bring in? He's like, oh, I'd have to interview some people. Well, no shit, you'd have to interview some people, but they're still not going to be a fucking good candidate like Mike Tomlin. Right, and they're not going to let you interview them. <laughs> Stay on Twitter, bro. Yeah, I was like, thank God you're not the GM, you know, because yeah. you're a fucking idiot. Um, well, I dude, mean, I I, think I've been getting in a lot things... of arguments lately. I've been getting in a lot <laughs> yeah. of Twitter arguments lately. <laughs> One of the things, and then I think we should probably jump off of Pittsburgh, but um, is they, they haven't drafted linemen. They haven't built from the inside mm -hmm. out since they got the pouncy situation going and since they started dominating and they're trying to fix everything else. And it's, 
it's not working. Like next year, I would assume that, you know, Pittsburgh's going to draft it. I don't know what rounds, but they're going to get three, maybe four offensive linemen. It's got to happen because what they have at their disposal right now isn't cutting it, not even close. Yeah, you know, the Steelers had um, had Ramon Foster, Marquise Pouncey, and David DeCastro as, like, a very stable offensive line. And they had a couple other guys like uh, B.J. Finley that were – I think it's Finley – were rotating in and out for a couple of um, games. They had a very good core. And, you know, when DeCastro wasn't able to pass a physical and got cut, Foster retired – Pouncey retired. They just they didn't rebuild like they should have. And, you know, Kendrick Green, Kendrick Green, as a, a center last year was a reach, and him moving to I think guard or tackle. I don't remember where he's at. I think it's guard. Um, has been really rough. But like you said, let's get off the Steelers. Um, their disappointment. Honestly, probably one of the worst teams in the league right now. I think they've got the. If the season ended today, they would have the third overall pick. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully they'll get something figured out. People need to that stop. It goes to where? Uh, I've been seeing. I've been seeing a lot of people say they want to see us draft um, Alabama's. I think Alabama's linebacker to be opposite of T.J. Watt, which wouldn't surprise me. That'd be a really good one-two punch. But I, I, we're gonna need somebody to take Cam Hayward's spot eventually. He's getting older. Uh, we need people for offensive line. Obviously, you got Kenny Pickett back there now. He's showing. Like Tony Romo is extremely impre- impressed with him. A lot of people have been extremely impressed with him. He's he's doing decent. He's the only one with fight, and <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I don't know. This is super if frustrating. They, if they finish with the third pick, I I can't see anything other than trading back with how many quarterbacks yeah. are available, and you guys not needing a quarterback mm-hmm. and getting maybe you know, a first round for next year, a first round for the year after, or maybe a third or a fourth and being able to stockpile over a couple seasons. I think that would be the best bet. I agree. It may be trade back in the first to get, to get one of those teams that has two first round picks. Um, yeah. And we're not and, saying and maybe far, a second maybe or something or a fourth. I could see like two yep. firsts and a fourth maybe. Yep. Um. Yeah, definitely. Um. The last thing I'd say is the people that are saying people that want Mike Tomlin are fired are racist. I think that's a shitty take as well. I think it's just people that are frustrated. And like I said, how many playoff wins over the past 10 you years? Mean, we just make it very clear that all this racist bullshit talk is yeah. on the internet and yeah. in, in, in our country in real life. It's, it's not as uh, in your face as your phone tells you. Yeah. I mean, definitely in some parts of the country it is, but, definitely with the internet it, it gets construed wrong but all right enough enough of the shitty Steelers. i can't wait to watch them on sunday <laughs> i will be right in this chair watching every game and focusing on the Steelers. i don't know why i do it to myself um <clears throat> let's jump into a rival of the Steelers, the baltimore ravens that was a very stressful game against the Bengals there Justin Tucker reminded us why he is going to be the greatest of all time when he is all said and done. Uh, he went four for four, making the game-winning field goal. Had a great had a great pose too at the end of it. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I I think he's already. I mean, I, I would already consider him the goat. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think there's a lot that 
or not a lot that he has to do, um, but there's definitely more. Vinatieri's got what four rings? Yeah, there's, I mean, but that's like a team thing. Vinatieri also has the most points of any player ever. Ye- oh yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> score Jerry. Whew. <laughs> you know, it's uh. Definitely- I would take. I would take Justin Tucker. I would uh, 24 out of 25 in, in game changing leads or, uh, you know, taking the lead in the game for right now. He is the best player at his position comparative to the next best player at their position. Yeah. So he's got the biggest gap versus the second best at their position, which is great. But yeah, I mean, to consider him the goat, I would like to see the completion of his career to be able to compare it. Um, with but as far as if I needed a kicker right now, he's the guy I would want. Yep. No question. You know, I, I still love Chris Boswell on the Steelers, even though he missed two field goals on Sunday. Uh, it doesn't happen often. Doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen. <laughs> this, often. This guy fucking has spider ribs to crawl back to the Steeler. <laughs> I ain't taking that. No, it's, it's true. I, I would say Justin Tucker is the number one kicker right now. And then I would put Chris Boswell as the second. I, I would not do that. Who would you say? He missed he missed two field goals. I know. On Sunday. You're right, but what's to say he wasn't injured? There was also a lot of wind. There's a, there's, there's a lot of factors to it. I still think Chris Boswell's the second best kicker in the league. Fuck I mean, who the, the, I, I would rather have the second the second year guy in your division, McPherson. I'd rather have McPherson. How right many? Now. He missed what? Two, what about that one guy on the, the on the Raiders? Week? That boy hasn't missed a kick in thirty something kicks forever. Yeah, yeah. he, he was Carlson or something like that. Yep, he was. Uh, he's in, in, very impressive as well. I, I think this year is very rough for certain kickers, and right, right, it is what it is. Um, NFC. You put beast division. Oh, uh, this! Oh my god. <laughs> There is a big matchup this Sunday night. Uh, Philadelphia versus Dallas. We'll get into that later with versus. It's a 5-0 team versus a 4-1 team that's being led by a backup quarterback right now. But with the NFC East standings, Philly at 5-0, Dallas at 4-1, Giants at 4-1, Washington at 1-4. Good old Carl Wentz over there. Um, <laughs> Carl! Carl! <laughs> um, yeah, it's arguably one of the best, if not the best division right now in the league. I would agree with that. Yeah, man. Hey, everyone makes fun of that division, but now, you know, the NFC East, they're if, looking good. If you told me last year at this time that the Giants were going to be 4-1 and one after five games, Cowboys would be 4-1 and one after losing their starter quarterback in the first game, the yeah. Eagles would be 5-0, and oh, and the only undefeated team left, I would say you're lying to me. Same. You you heard lying. my opinion uh, going into week two. I was lying? like, uh, we ain't. He said, lying. Question mark. I, I would have not lying. I would have laughed you out of the room. Yeah. Somebody yeah. trying right. to tell me. No, that I don't want to be in your podcast, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't appear on that. That doesn't sound like something exactly. That's I can't. I Dude, it's funny. You know, after Baker was on here the the first uh, the first time, like I almost went with whoever the Raiders were playing. And and then I decided to go back to the Raiders, and he's like, "There you go," or something like that. And the Raiders <laughs> ended up losing, 
I wanted to be like, Baker, you're a fucking idiot. God damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's factual. We don't even have to review that. Right. We Nobody all know that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I won't even debate that one. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, NFC East is very interesting. I can't wait to see uh, the Sunday night football game. Is Hopefully I'll be able to stay awake for it. <laughs> been rough staying up hey, hey, that's, these late games. that's the benefit of the wet co- the west coast man 5 15 we start kicking off let's go yeah but you're also the first game of the day starting at nine o'clock and 10 it starts at 10 10 let's that's relax beautiful. sorry it's, wake, wake up, up a little coffee exactly. okay and the Freeze. london game started Freeze. at 6 30 but who watches those now, games live uh, dude i'm not gonna lie i, 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 was, I, was, streaming, <laughs> I was streaming it playing was tarkov and, game i did yeah <laughs> dude i was streaming playing tarkov and i looked at my phone i was like oh fuck the packers game is on <laughs> i was checking my phone like oh shit but did the game start yet yep uh speaking of the london game uh packers cornerback Razul douglas i had a comment on playing in london he Ooh. said it sucked you don't get to do nothing over there you just get on a plane get over there practice and then you play a game you get back on a plane and travel eight hours somewhere else <laughs> did he really say- yeah, yeah yeah oh i'm a fan i yeah. like it yeah i'm uh, sitting around in my room looking around for all the beeps where'd all these beeps come from where this man's a, fantastic this yeah. man's a professional <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad! I got pissed. Go no, I, for the I kind of feel like when when a team gets a London game, they should have a bye the next week. I don't understand why that's not right. set. Yep. It, it, I think in years past it was like that. It's just I can understand why some teams fight. don't want it. Um, I wouldn't want to go so, play out there. Yeah, because it's so early in the season, especially. So there's something interesting. Uh, apparently, the league is going to try and add four expansion teams to make a new division over there. Uh, we can't have that. Yeah, two. I'm guessing two over in the UK, one in Germany, and I don't know where the other one's going to be. Yeah, we can't have that. I can't have a team popping up out of nowhere and winning a Super Bowl before the Vikings. I, I can't. I can't stand that. <laughs> So, I mean, it'd be very interesting how that's going to work if it continue if like they really want to go through with it. Um, yeah, I don't know that. I guess that's the rumor. Um, since there's going to be a new plane that's supposed to be coming out here in 2025, uh, that's going to make a flight from New York city to London only four hours. Yeah. It's called it the Concord. Like going, going con- Concord. The Concord. Yeah. Concord. Yeah, Concord. Yeah. That's, uh, Let's go, Baker. You want to go? I mean, I'm down. I don't know how I could afford a ticket, but I mean, to Concord. Yeah, you down to go to Concord? Uh, I'm sitting there. Let's do it. Uh, come on home. Um, that that would that would that'd be kind of cool. Um, but you know, you know how they are out there. They'll they'll be uh, you know, Real Madrid. Like, there's nothing like unique. Yep. Like, you know, they'll they'll be Manchester. But guess what? There's more. They're united. Yeah, but those, but those games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, what kind of fucking will, teams are those? Yeah. Those games will be the best live games. Those fans are so much better in oh, yeah. person, and fans are here just by the way stadiums are built, and they're all standing, and 
It's not like luxury boxes galore and everything else. That the that Is would that, be yeah. the place to go yep. to have a, a fantastic game. That's for sure. The stadiums are definitely for the fans out here. It's for the investors, the yes, the big ticket people. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out if they really do. Uh, apparently, they're talking about having a home base here in America with a training facility and whatnot, and then have the actual home games over in Europe. I don't know how it's going to work out. Um, so gotta gotta play this for uh, good old Matt Rule. So, uh, unfortunately for Matt Rule, on October 10th, he was relieved of his duties as the uh, Carolina Panthers head coach. Um, go ahead and uh, wish you the best of luck in Nebraska, sir. Uh, whenever you take I'm, that head that coaching guy's job, so happy right now. I blame that. I blame that on Baker. How are you going to blame that on Baker Mayfield? He's so bad. But hey, man, if I was him, like, thank you so much. You're going to pay me three hundred eighty thousand a month to go sit on my couch, like. Fire me too. I'll right, be right so there with he's you. He's got to be so happy. I'll be right there with you. So, Baker Mayfield obviously came to the Panthers this year. Obviously, they're fucking terrible. However, last year they were five and twelve, and the year before that they were five and t- five and eleven. And that those were both under Matt Rule, and then the year before that they were five and eleven as well. Seems like the yeah, Panthers they, just suck. But but Mayfield's like I I mean I'm not going to say he's just forever horrible or anything like that. But there's something mentally that he needs to get over that like he has not gotten over since getting injured last year, and then taking all those hits and feeling like the extreme pain when he's getting hit. Because he doesn't check down properly. Yeah. He he like tries to get out of the pocket almost instantaneously if his first read's not there. He's doing a lot of things that are like he's regressing instead of progressing as a player. So I, I don't believe that he's all of a sudden an inaccurate quarterback. It's just some, whether it's the new offense or what the situation, he is not comfortable and it is so obvious that like i mean you'd you'd almost start mitchell trubisky over him and we know how (laughs) everyone feels about that so it's just it is not a good look i was just about to say i i think baker mayfield and mitch trubisky are one in the same right now yeah how they're playing it's, it's bad so funny enough the bills apparently have inquired about trading for christian mccaffrey so have Tampa Bay, and uh, so have the Eagles. Oh man! If I was, Christian I would McCaffrey, love for I'd be the like, Cowboys. <laughs> right, I would love for the Cowboys to go for DJ Moore. Yeah, yeah I you guys Green are... Green Bay DJ Moore. Yeah, I see that too. They just they just signed him to a deal, so he's got what three or four years left, and that that would basically be their number one precise route running guy, and then they can develop everybody else as they need to, which would be fine. Yeah. DJ is nice. Now, I don't want them to do that as a Vikings fan. 
just as a football operations. That would right. You see that being a good sense. Fit. Yeah, yeah. I root against that with all with all my being. So you want him to go to Dallas? No, 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 I don't. <laughs> I was, I was fishing. Not at all. Uh, I, 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 I'm gonna get you one time. I'm gonna get you one time. No, I, I, I highly doubt it. I, it's just, it's, it's wild. My dad, my uncle, you, one of my other best friends, like all these people that are close to me are Dallas fans. I don't know why I attract this in people, but it is just awful. I, I wish I could attract other types of fans, but these Dallas fans are everywhere, <laughs> out of control. America's team. Ugh. Funny enough, the Steelers were America's team first, but you know we won't go go into that. Yeah, nobody calls you that, so doesn't matter. And it's funny enough, they actually came to the Steelers for it first, and Art Rooney said, "No, it's okay." Uh, <laughs> uh let's see. Okay. Brees Hall finally reaching stardom. Um, funny enough, you put here on his stats for 197 total yards and one touchdown. He's actually got 275 rushing yards on 56 attempts with two touchdowns. Um, that was just on Sunday. No, he only he only uh well he had 197 total. Yeah. Uh he had 100 uh yards receiving on two catches. So a 50 yard average there, not bad. Uh 97 two big Yeah, 97 yards on 18 attempts averaging 4 uh 4. Point, or 5.4. God, I can't fucking talk. Uh, with no fumbles. He's only fumbled once, and that was against the uh, Ravens in the very first game. So he's playing very, very well. Um, A lot of fantasy guys were all over this dude. Yeah. So I mean, we're, we're hey, excited the Jets, about it. Though, the Jets really did good in the draft this year, man. All of their yes. rookies are hitting on all cylinders. It's, it's really impressive. And, uh, I, I mean, I did not see that coming. I, I just assumed... Well, of course they won the draft. They had umpteen first and second round picks. Of course they got all these players. But once they get there, they're going to play horrible because they're the Jets. Yep. And that's not happening. Yeah. I've got Michael Carter on my team, actually. And he got me two touchdowns last week. So I was very, very happy with him. Um, Yeah. No, they, they look really, really good. Uh, Taysom Hill is the third player since the 50s with three plus rushing touchdowns, 100 uh, touchdowns. <laughs> He wrote that wrong. Yards. 100 yards rushing and passing touchdown in one game. Other two players are Ladanian Tomlinson and Ronnie Brown. Taysom Hill, dude, he he showed up. He uh he looks really really good. Yeah, you know, I got Can you still start him as a tight end in redraft leagues? Yeah. That's yeah. big time. Play. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's miserable. Him. If you if you can't tell in the tone, I might have played him in one or two leagues. It was not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, walked, he left, went in, and felt bad. Definitely, uh, I'll have to uh, look at seeing if he's available in my league. I'm happy. Uh, apparently, Josh Taylor's supposed to come back this uh, this week, so be able to put him back on the lineup. All right, we're gonna try a new segment this week called Winners and Losers of the Week. So, winners of the week. Who we got, Cap? We got the Giants being underdogs winning against the Packers in London. I was very upset with this game uh, because that was my very first parlay of the day. Uh, definitely took the Packers over the Giants. Glad to see Aaron Rodgers took an ayahuasca trip in the middle of going to London and wasn't able to get it done. 
<laughs> yes, I was rooting against them big time. I was like, please, Rogers, please yeah. beat these boys. I was shocked. I, I I really couldn't believe it. I mean, the week before the quarterbacks are going in and out, you got Barkley playing Wildcat a bunch. So coming into this week, I was thinking, oh, you know, Daniel Jones is going to have a dinged up ankle. He's not going to do much. Green Bay's defense is fantastic. They'll shut everything down. And right. that couldn't have been further from the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a very frustrating uh, weekend for me. I think I only won like two of my parlays out of like eight. And funny enough. Yeah. I went 0 and 3 on bets this weekend. Yeah. Or last weekend. Yeah. I went one for one or one. Yeah. One of two. So one, one, lost one. Um, but funny enough, I was asking Cap and uh, one of my other buddies, Matt, uh, about some of the bets and they led me astray. But we were all in three, all three of us agreed on those bets. So, oh, well, maybe we don't know shit about fuck. Um, don't listen to those guys. <laughs> oh, shit. We weren't dialed I was in. Hoping, I was hoping it was going to be the opposite way. <laughs> Thanks for Cap and my buddy, Matt. I bought a Ferrari. <laughs> uh, our second winner of the week. Travis fucking Kelsey. Four touchdowns on Monday Night Football. Hey, I'm thinking Travis always open Kelsey. So dominant. So funny enough. And it looks so easy. Yeah, it really does. And not only that, four touchdowns on 25 receiving yards. 25 fucking receiving yards. So I had a a, a single game or same game parlay. Um with Patrick Mahomes of the on the over for passing yards, 279 and a half. Mm-hmm. And Travis Kelsey for the under on receiving yards of 72 and a half. Patrick Mahomes ended up getting 292, and Travis Kelsey only got 25. So I was a very that happy is boy. Wild. Very a happy monster boy. game, but still doesn't even get the yards. Yep. Love it. Yep. Won a I couple uh, about 10 grand there. So, you know, it was, uh, it was a good day. Good, good fucking day. Um, as we just talked about Taysom, Taysom Hill returning with four touchdowns. So, so impressive. And then man, that guy's an all around guy, man. Yeah. All around player. You know, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Um, with Jameis Winston coming back whenever he mm-hmm. does, I don't know if he's coming back this week. He's um, back at practice today. Okay. I don't know if he's going to be playing, but, uh, he returned to practice. I would actually think that with uh, with him back, Taysom's going to get to be even more versatile. You know, they'll get to use him a little bit more, not necessarily lined up at the tight end position, but they'll be able to, you know, flank him out and do other things. Um, and I would like him to get as far away from the backfield as possible because uh, Alvin Kamara is is nothing on that team right now. I'm yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and he was my number one guy this year for fantasy. Camara, I I was all in in all my leagues. So Hill can just go leave and go somewhere else. So you're you're last is what you're saying. No, no, not my leagues. Oh, okay. Well, shit, you're the one trying to sell players. You're already tanking fucking <laughs> <I can> scrub. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Ain't no shame in my game either. Hey, it is what it is. So, uh, our honorable mention of the week. Are the winners of the week? Yep. Goes to Brian Robinson, returning six weeks after being shot. Had a legendary fucking walkout. That's, that's why his nickname, Brian Mini Man Robinson. Um, that was that was fire. I was like, holy shit. Imagine, imagine if they had every team walk out like that. So you would be so fired up as a fan. Oh, 100%. 100%. So we actually have the video here. Whoop. Oh, I love it. Crowd is loving them. Uh, Love to see it. Funny enough, uh, they used the unedited version (laughs) in his run out. (laughs) Love it. Well, you know, they're in Washington. Um, I love, I love seeing players come back after something like that, especially. Uh, congratulations to Brian Robinson for making it back to the league. That I can't imagine. Welcome, young kid, man. Uh, hopefully, he has, he has a great career. He's a rookie too, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. It's it's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, so let's jump over to our uh, <laughs> our losers of the week. I see our honorable mention over here now. Um, this is my favorite. Our honorable my mention. Pittsburgh Steelers almost covered Caps 45 point prediction. Glad they didn't. Thank you. Thank you, Steelers. <laughs> oh, man. We, we've covered the Steelers enough today. Yeah, we don't have to get into it. All right. Our first loser. But if you guys would like to have any betting device, stop by the Twitch stream. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> our first, or no, our third loser of the week. NFL's refs and they're roughing the passer problem. Right. Can't have it. You just can't have it. It's soft. It's, it's shitty. It's pissing everybody off. Yeah. It, it really doesn't is. even make sense. So like how how are we supposed to go about fixing that? Uh Baker made a very good point about the intent. So ho- hopefully they Well, I don't know if it was this week or the week before, but uh Joey Burrow came out and said there's games where he doesn't remember being sacked. Like he'll get home and not remember the game. Yeah. And he says it it happens often. He said, it's the game we play and it's something that you accept. And uh, I'm not saying that it's necessarily great, that that's what happens to the players, but there is a big difference now that all the players understand the risk they're taking when they play the game versus before when, you know, it was kind of kept from them and they didn't really understand the risk that they were taking with the head trauma and uh, they've put in a lot of steps to keep them safe. But at the same time, you cannot change the outcome of games with these calls. Uh, There's too much, too many livelihoods at stake. You got coaches that are going to be, you know, fired due to losses of games. You got players who are coming out just the one guy's losing a sack, you know, now a, a whole team doesn't get an opportunity to try to win a game. 
Like it just, there's so many different things that happen due to this one little call. And it's, it's can't even really express how bad it is. Not only that, you're losing me fucking money refs. I'm losing money now. Help me. (laughs) I'm sorry. In the biggest point, we're losing fuzzy money. So, all right, come on guys, please help us. We need funding for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, speaking of which, uh, if any company wants to sponsor dial in, just go ahead and give us a call. Stop by. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely okay, stop by. We got, we got the YouTube. Hey man, leave a comment. Yep. Uh, bye. I will make a Jersey. I will wear it. Once I get the video going, we'll have <laughs> your name right here. It is fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, second loser of the week. Fucking Detroit lions. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. <laughs> right. Finally, they came back around. They finally came back around. I haven't seen the list with the first loser of the week yet, or I read it and didn't pay attention. You know who it is. uh, It's going to be, nah, it's going to be wild to see somebody a bigger loser than 29 nothing. but we're going to keep it going. That's fine. Uh, It was incredible. Oh, you'll you'll say, uh, okay, that makes sense. So obviously Detroit Lions, the best offense in the league. Ran into the best defensive minds in the league. And Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia. <sighs> they shut those boys down. 29 nothing by a third-string quarterback, no less. Good old zappy. That defense is so awful. They didn't even pressure the quarterback one time. One time. So we need to start calling these guys the Carly Lions. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. right hey i'm still gonna put my nicknames in okay i'm gonna plug them in no matter what you're gonna take them down the yellow brick road huh <laughs> yeah they, they, they need some fucking heart they do they do <laughs> and then we'll jump over to our biggest loser of the week oh yeah so this happened on monday night i made money i was happy I didn't like seeing this. Devontae Adams shoving a cameraman. He has now been charged with misdemeanor assault. Can't have it. Right. Can't have it. Can't do that shit, man. Um, so Devontae Adams tweeted out. Um pretty much apologizing uh right. to this gentleman. So if you guys haven't seen the video, um Adams was running to the uh, locker room to the locker room, the going tunnel. about to go through the tunnel. Um, and he was pissed. He was mad about the game, and then he took the he he took what happened on the field and uh, acted out off the field. Yeah. Um. You know, I you... mean, he should not have pushed the guy. But it was not an excessively aggressive push. It certainly would not be a misdemeanor had it been in Vegas. The reason it's a misdemeanor is because it was in Kansas City, right? Yeah, that yeah. would be my. So funny, just... funny enough. Um, trying to find Mr. Tay Adams. Uh, trying to find his tweet. Um. <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't feel that bad anymore. He deleted it. (laughs) (laughs) 
However, oh, I, I still have it. it. Um, so here's what he said on Twitter. Uh, sorry to the guy I pushed over after the game. Obviously very frustrated at the way the game ended. And when he ran in front of me as I exited, that was my reaction, and I felt horrible immediately. That's not me. Oh. My apologies, man. Hope you see this. But you know that's Sound, full of shit. Sounds he, like a, a He walked tweet. right past him. If you felt bad right away, you would have been like, oh, damn, my bad, bro. Like, I'm just pissed. Like, you know, we've all done it. True or false? Like, I've, I've overreacted over things, but, I mean, that's a stranger. I've never. Well, that's only because we talked about this a couple episodes ago. You're not an athlete, and you don't understand oh, testosterone. Oh so. my gosh! Yeah, testosterone out of control <laughs> right now. Testosterone gets the best of you sometimes. Here's right. the video: Devontae Adams walking off the sideline. Pow! Completely decleats the guy. He instantly looks like he doesn't give a shit. That's uh, what it would look like if me and Cap went heads. He'd be on the ground. Calling for help. Now there is a second, uh, second camera angle, which makes it makes it seem like the guy really cut in front of him. Uh, however, that didn't happen. Like it was, uh, it was still. I don't know. You can't I like that it. camera angle. What? Where where <laughs> it looks like the guy was like just trying to get it in makes his the way. Guy, yeah, it makes the other guy look like the bad guy. I like that angle. Yeah, that's the one I'm watching. Man, it's funny because I'm seeing like some Twitter accounts where they like retweeted, quote tweeted Devontae Adams' tweet apology and then says his tweet was deleted by the tweet author. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You, you know, he he had a lawyer up or he's going to and probably was told, Hey, you, you should delete that apology tweet. Um Yeah. I mean, that guy's gonna say my neck and my back. My I mean, you should delete my that admission of guilt there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's too late. The guy's going to get paid. He's going to get money. Um, and it's going to be a slap on the wrist for Tay. Um, he, he knows he can't have it. It was. Yeah, it's not a good look. But I mean, what if do you we do that to your person? coworker, if you did that on the clock, you get fired instantly. There's, you mean? 100%. You, you get fired instantly. 100%. Let's uh let's jump over to the AFC and NFC players of the week. I'm a hey, I'm gonna send Adams a little <clears throat> a message that his next tweet should be the first rule of Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what's up. That's great. I love that. All right, for NFC, uh, the offensive player of the week, tight end, Payson Hill. Congratulations, sir. Hill set career highs with 112 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, and added a 22-yard touchdown pass and the Saints' 39-32 win over Seattle. He became the third player ever to record at least 100 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, and a touchdown, uh, touchdown pass in a single game, joining Ronnie Brown, September 21st, 2008, and Pro Football Hall of Famer LaDainian Tomlinson back in September 25th, 2005. I was going to say, man, all three happened in September. No, no, this one happened in October. It was close. Um, this marks the first career offensive player of the week for Hill and his second career player of the week award overall, having previously been, been named special teams player of the week. Hill becomes the second New Orleans tight end to win the award, joining Jimmy Graham. Uh, for defense, no cap's going to enjoy this. 
Linebacker Micah Parsons for the Cowboys. Parsons recorded five tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble in the Cowboys' 22-10 win over the Rams. Parsons has recorded two sacks in three of the first five weeks. This is Parsons' second career Defensive Player of the Week award, having previously won the award in Week 8 of the 2021 season. Parsons becomes the third former Nittany Lion to earn the honor multiple times, joining Tambe, Tamba Hali, who is a three-time winner, and Sean Lee, who is also a three-time winner. Sean Lee, man. He played too long. Micah Parsons is my defensive player of the year so far. Now he is? Yeah. No, he, he, uh, he's, he's it. only it. took five weeks? No, he's, it's, he's it's, earned it. He's It's almost criminal. It's almost criminal that he's only had two defensive player of the weeks. I mean, I know it's been a short career, but to me, he is the best defensive player in the league, and it's kind of not that close. I don't know. Yes, right now, yes. I, I'm well just what he can do. Yeah. Like he's not by in college coming into the pros, he is not a pass rusher. Has never been a pass rusher. He has a one week tutorial with uh God, who was it? Um DeMarcus and all of a sudden is one of the best pass rushers the league has just the fact that he could do that. The fact that he's as fast as safeties and corners. It's just, it, it's amazing. Yeah. He can he's, do things. He's literally can. been out playing everyone on defense. Yeah. Yeah. He is. And he I, plays. I think it's so going to be him he, and TJ Watt for a long time. He plays defense. The other guys play their position. So he's everywhere on defense. That that is very hard to do, and it's hard mm-hmm. to compare him to other defensive players because no one else does that. Yeah, I want to say no one else, but I mean at that caliber, right? So you're oh, your edge rusher. T.J. Watt does it too. He but he rushes is, a lot. He's a rushing player. Yes, like that's what he, he was meant to do. He drops back so, into coverage a lot as well. Right, but his job is to go after the he quarterback. Line up at no 100%. middle linebacker for half of the game. So and prior, middle outside, last, outside. Prior to last week, um, Parsons was like the 80th amount of pass rushes and the number one pressure and the number one in sacks. So it's just like not only does he do it, um, like far less often than Watt or these other pass rushers we discuss. He's more successful per attempt. And it's and and, it's and these guys are barely ahead of him in their own categories. Can which you, is can mind blowing. Can we really like judge Watt and Parsons yet? Because Watt's been out since the first game of the year. And Watt had well, one hell of a season last season. I'd like to see them multiple seasons. Or you could play you can well true, like in the future you'll yeah. have a better analysis on it, but you can just look back from his first game and then okay and then compare the numbers, you know. Like you can compare since he came in the league, you can you can do that, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, since he came in the I league, mean, D, uh, TJ won defensive player of the year. They're they're both great. And they I are. don't want to poo-poo on on Watt at all. 
Like he's a fantastic player. Yeah, it takes um, nothing away I, from him. I would just, just rather what he's I, been doing. I would rather build a defense around Parsons. That's the best way that I could put I, it. I think Parsons would probably go top. Like if you started the NFL all over, he's going to be top three defensive players picked. Quarterbacks, of course, they're going to go. Yeah, and then you're gonna you're gonna go left tackle, I would assume, and then you go defense edge, maybe middle linebacker. But Parsons is gonna be up there with the top of all the top guys. Yeah, it, it's hard. It, it, yeah, he's definitely extremely it, impressive. He's been. 30, I I don't want to be biased because. Well, that's the thing. That's why I don't say teams. much because, like, yeah. I'm not going to be biased. But what I am saying though is, if you look at the numbers, he's outplaying Everybody. all these guys. Even yeah. if they won awards, like you look at the numbers, man, the guys outperforming them. Yeah. And if all 32 teams went in and had to redraft starting from scratch, he well, would that, go in the the first round. He would be a team's first overall pick because there are not 32 startable quarterbacks. There are teams that would be in the twenties that would look at the quarterbacks available and be like, I I can get him in the second or the third round. Still, nobody's going to be taking him. So I I believe he would, you know, he's just otherworldly. TJ Watts right there with him, but I mean, he's just, yeah, that little smidgen better. Praising a player is not taken away from other players. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, yeah, it's just hard because I don't want to say one's definitely better than the other yet. I just I want to see I want to see more seasons of it, but right. no, I, I, I mean it sucks. I, I enjoy Parsons because you know, especially being a Nittany line, so I, I root for Pitt and Penn State. Um, they're my two college teams oh, that then I enjoy you watching. Be a family. So. But yeah, I but feel like every Cowboys. time he rushes, it's going to be a sack. Like I get pissed when he doesn't get to the quarterback. Yeah, what the fuck happened? They're holding him. <laughs> I expect a sack. But no, uh, he's man, he's impressive. But it, it's nice that the Steelers suck this year because I'm able to enjoy other teams. So, <laughs> well, welcome. I'm a Cowboys fan. So. No, no, not happening. I <laughs> uh, hope the Cowboys lose out the rest of the year. Um, let's see for NFC special teams, you got kicker Cameron Dicker. He's dicking down for the mm. Philadelphia Eagles. Made his NFL debut. He converted the game-winning 23-yard field goal with a minute 45 remaining in the fourth quarter. To help Philadelphia advance to 5 0 for the first time since 2004. He recorded eight total points, two field goals, two points after attempts, and a victory. He's the second rookie kicker to earn Special Teams Player of the Week honors during the 2022 season, joining Cleveland's Cade York. He is the third former Texas kicker to earn the honor, joining Justin Tucker, who's an 11 time winner, and Phil Dawson, who's a six time winner. Moving over to the AFC Players of the Week. We can just skip offense. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> offensive Player of the Week, Josh Allen. Obviously, he completed 20 of 31 pass attempts for 424 yards and four touchdowns for a 134.1 rating in Buffalo's dominant victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 38-3. Allen also added 42 rushing yards on five attempts. His 424 passing yards were the second most by a quarterback in a game this season, and his 134.1 rating was the highest by an AFC quarterback in Week 5. He trails only Pro Football Hall of Famer Jim Kelly, who was a 10-time winner, for the most Offensive Player of the Week awards by a Buffalo quarterback. Since 2018, his eight Player of the Week awards are tied with Lamar Jackson for the second most by a quarterback. Only Patrick Mahomes has more with nine. 
can't really say much more than that. He was super, super impressive. Right. Uh, for defense, you have a linebacker, Matthew Judon, for New England Patriots. He recorded three tackles, two sacks, a tackle for loss, and a forced fumble in New England's 29 to nothing shutout victory over Detroit. Junon is the only player in the league with a sack in each of the first five weeks of the season. This marks Damn. the second Defensive Player of the Week award for him. He becomes the first Patriots linebacker to win the award since Kyle Ovannoy. Hightower never won it? What's that? Hightower, he never won it? I imagine he's got to have won it. But Vannoy won it in 2019. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, or uh, Van Noy, yeah, Van Noy won in 2019. He was the last one. So, um, for AFC special teams, you have kicker Chase McLaughlin for the Indi- Indianapolis Colts. <clears throat> I know Pat McAfee was super happy with this. McLaughlin was the only person to get points for the Colts on <laughs> their Thursday night football victory over the Detroit or the uh, Denver Broncos, 12 to nine. He connected from 52, 51, 31, and 48 yards. The last one, the 48-yarder, sealed the Colts' victory. Funny enough, the Broncos could have kicked a field goal to end that game as well, and it would have been a tie, and the Colts would have had two ties on the season. Damn, that would be the first time ever, no? I don't know. I I can't think of any time that it's happened. I want to say one year, like, four teams finished with ties. Yeah. And, and I was the like, Steelers oh, the Browns, first ever and there was one other one. So um, imagine like having one team of two. Yeah, super rare, but uh, man, that was a super uh, whew, barn burner of a game on that Thursday night. Could you and imagine they... if you were bringing someone to watch football for the first time to that game? <laughs> They, they would never. Wa- they He's would so fucking pissed. They yeah. would be arguing with you that soccer is more entertaining than football, right. Right. and they'd be winning in yeah. that game in that moment. It'd yeah. be out of control. And they play on Monday night this week. I wow, I'm, I'm who, so sick of seeing the Broncos on prime who time. Made this man. They must have been Let's a lot of ride. Doing <laughs> Dulce. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, it was, uh, it was nice having Baker as right. a full-time. Oh, going back to Dalima, oh. Fuzzy and Cap. Fantastic. <laughs> Wilson, that boy said, oh, thanks for having me, guys. And he walked off. <laughs> <laughs> he mumbled that shit. Like, so oh, boring. did you guys see the photo of Melvin Gordon looking at him after the game on the sideline? Uh, yes. Yeah. Every great. every oh. husband has had that fucking that look. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're just sitting there drinking uh, while they're just pissed. Like, hello, <laughs> man. So, so uh, Cap had told you we do some dynasty fantasy leagues. We started one this year, and I started the year with Trey Lance. And this freaking Russell Wilson character, mm. and I'll tell you, what what a horrible season that league's been so far. Tell me about it. I started with <laughs> Dak. I was so pissed. Yeah, I'll see you on Sunday, son. I might. I mean, I'm gonna win, so I'm not. I mean, I'm just trying to make you feel better. We'll revisit that next week. I won my first game. Let's see. Hey, it took you how long? Uh, Five weeks. Guys, relax. Stop bullying me. 
I think I scored 170 <laughs> points in fantasy last week. It was great. It was a great week. All right, man. Uh, let's go over the uh, the injury report for week six. That's 167 more than the Steelers. That's pretty. <laughs> God damn. <it. laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right, back to you. <laughs> I'm gonna deactivate my phone on Sundays. Um, <laughs> I've been doing that shit for 20 plus years. Yeah, brother. I it, feel it. Uh, funny i have so many browns fans on my facebook and they're like it's funny seeing all these steelers fans act like the world is ending like bitch you were saying the world was ending for like 20 fucking years i don't want to hear it right (laughs) (laughs) right um all right injury report for week six starting with quarterbacks russell wilson so he uh he underwent a procedure on his shoulder uh he's been playing with a partial tear i think a partial lat tear is what they said it was so um, they're not saying he's going to miss any time. However, that is going to affect uh, who I am going to be rooting for or who I'm going to be. All that I'm for. hearing is that he played so bad. He had to fly to a different state just so it would be reported how bad his injury was as an excuse. That's the way I've seen it. All right. I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, Up next, Dak Prescott with his good old thumb. He -hmm. is now labeled day to day, and he says he is excited to get to work in week six. With Cooper Rush, though. Yeah, I mean, do you bench Cooper Rush right now? The Cowboys look great. Definitely you would bench Rush. If Dak is ready, if Dak is ready, Oh, you, do you think he's going to be completely healed by next week? No, I don't no. think so. But okay. I'm saying if he is ready, you play him. There's nothing to that, – that's only for TV shows for views. I hope right. Dak Prescott comes back in and they start losing. That I hope that like, he comes back and it. just does amazing. So I root everybody on, unless you're in my division. I hope everyone does well. I mean, hopefully extra extra hope for Dak. I, like I enjoy watching Dak. After him or anything. Um it's just interesting it's interesting what's uh, interesting if what? he comes back and the team starts the losing yeah i mean if they there if, is no narrative if so the listen Cowboys start losing and they are playing better they're gonna keep Super playing Rush, dak <laughs> if dak had the game yes. rush had last week everyone would be like oh my god dak is holding back this team here's the situation it's the truth dak. That's the truth. Dak, Dak's thumb is just now able to semi-grip a football, okay? You do not put him in against a 5-0 and team strictly because you want to give it another week and you know that they're going to be able to get to the quarterback. Now, the next week they got Detroit. The week after that they got Chicago, and then they got a bye. So if you want to put him in and let him go Detroit and Chicago, that seems reasonable. Those are games he could come in and he could win. He can right. look good. They haven't really uh, rushed the passer too well on both of those defenses. And then he gets a bye. I think that is a fantastic uh, situation for Dak. But you do not bring him in while he still has a cast on his thumb and put him against the Eagles. You're just trying. That would just make it that much more of a, oh, look, Rush is the better guy. 
because you put Dak in there not being able to hold the football. That just it doesn't make sense at this point. Right. I agreed with all that until the end. So I don't think the the Cowboys are worrying about what it's going to look like. I mean, they're going to make sure Dak is ready and they're going to do what they can do to give themselves the best chance to win a football game. So I don't mind if he misses games. It's, I don't run that team. You know what I mean? I'm a fan. So it's, if that's what they want to do with Dak, then I mean, you can't sit here and say, man, oh, he, he's ready. I have no idea if he's ready. I've never met the man. So I, I do think that this week it's too soon and then go against that horrible Lions defense, knowing that Dak might not be, you know, pressure too often. Sounds good to me as well. But I don't think that they're worrying about how, how it's going to look. I think they're worrying about winning football games and making sure their franchise quarterback is healthy. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Carson Wentz had a shoulder injury. Uh, he was a limit par- limited participant today in practice with a uh, game tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm sure the coach is fucking beating his ass behind closed doors. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, very interesting that Ron Rivera was saying, uh, he was asked, what, what's your issue? What's the, what's the difference between you and the other NFC East teams? And he said, quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and then the follow-up was, well, y- you brought him in. Is that <laughs> your mistake? <laughs> and he goes, no, no, we love him. We love him here. Yeah. Uh, you, you know when uh, in uh, Napoleon Dynamite, when the uh, school bus kids pull up, to the farm and the farmer's taking the cow out back and shoots the farmer and all the kids see it and start screaming. I feel like that's what Ron Rivera just did to Carson Wentz. (laughs) Not man. Carl. (laughs) Oh, poor guy. It's rough. It's rough. Uh, Baker Mayfield foot. He's got a foot injury, high ankle sprain. He's expected to miss, um, at least sometime. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater with Miami had a concussion, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, he was not allowed back into the game. <laughs> Imagine if they let Teddy Bridgewater back in the game oh, after man. they had that two situation. Oh man! <laughs> all right. Well, the Dolphins is trying to kill all the quarterbacks. <laughs> Whatever it been, cops were fucking flying through the stadium. Teddy should have been allowed back in that game. I would, I would have cracked up. Uh, they I did mean, say he did, he didn't have any concussion symptoms and passed all, all the tests. But the spotter saw Bridgewater stumble, so he's under the new concussion protocols. You can go ahead and thank Tua there, Teddy. Are they going to call that the Tua protocol? Probably. I mean, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, see Jimmy Swinston with New Orleans Saints still dealing with that back injury the multiple fractures he's missed back to back games but he's seemingly getting better according to head coach Dennis Allen he, uh, he mentioned he wants Winston to be fully healthy before getting back on the field so I don't expect to see him for a couple more weeks uh, Sam Darnold Darnold, Darnold, Darnold. He's still in the league. I was just gonna ask them. Are you <laughs> talking about Ronald McDonald? Like what's um, happening? Ooh. Yeah. Um. So he is also out with a uh, ankle injury. 
Um, he's eligible to come off IR, but as of one week ago, there was still no word on his status. So is he I've still? He's not close. Is he equal value of a flop than uh, what's his name? Baker Mayfield. Josh. Josh uh, Rosen. No, no. Why? Because he started a couple games. I think he's a much better quarterback than Rosen. He, yeah, I. I can't even with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? He said he can't even with you right now. One one guy got a quarterback taken first overall the very next year in Rosen, and Darnold played for multiple seasons. Like, actually played. Wasn't just yeah. on a roster, but playing. So, I mean, I feel like while the results are pretty similar, it was a lot different road to get there. Hey, it was just a question. You have to attack the guy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing Josh Rosen ever did was have a freaking hot tub in college in his bedroom. Now, that's a, that's a baller move, but that's the only thing that he's ever done of note. He didn't do no so, Zach Wilson and started fucking all the milfs in the area. Shit. If he was smart, he would have went on Twitch and made some real money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on. Going on to the running backs now. Got James Conner with Arizona Cardinals. He has a rib injury. Uh, suffered in week five that removed him from the game. Um... I'm not entirely sure. I didn't see anything on or an update on him, um, but could be an injury that keeps him out. So it's something to keep an eye out for this weekend. Uh, Rashad Penny for Seattle Seahawks has a, a lower leg injury, been diagnosed with a fractured fibula, which likely ends his 2022 season. Thoughts and prayers go out to him. Uh, with Penny yeah, out, the next correct. man up is Kenneth Walker the third, who nearly played a whole bunch of snaps once Penny went down. He uh, he went really early in a lot of dynasty leagues because people were pre- predicting that that was going to happen. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor. By the way, I think I said Josh Taylor earlier. I, I, I'm drunk. Leave me alone. Uh, Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. Um, looks like he's going to be coming back this week. So pretty excited about that. <laughs> you need that boy. Uh, I didn't. Uh, he was on the bench, and I still scored 170 points. So That's only one week. It's okay. okay he hasn't guy. fucking put up any points for me at all this season. Thanks, Colts. You suck. <laughs> God, they suck. Uh, yeah. DeAndre Swift with the Lions. Missed the previous two games and weeks of practice with a shoulder injury, so to say this bye week couldn't come at a better time is an understatement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hopefully he'll be back after the bye. Uh, Damian Harris with the New England Patriots he was ruled out week five uh, against the Lions. Um, injury was serious enough to rule out for the remainder of the day. Uh, Ert. He played. Um, yeah, he played a little bit. Then he got, yeah, then he got Four hurt. carries for 11 yards. What the fuck is this article? Come on, reporters. Can we get shit right, yeah, please? They must be drunk, too. We yeah. need our own reporters. Hey, guys, if anybody wants to sponsor this we can afford some uh payrolls <laughs> uh naheem hines suffered a concussion injury um with the colts as well um 
Couldn't make it out of the first series of the game. Left with a concussion. Stumbled his way to the sidelines. Let me guess. The spotter fucking saw him through. Thanks, Tua. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen any updates on him yet. Uh, we will see how this week goes. Uh, Damian Williams for Atlanta has a rib injury. Um, so what's going to happen with him, you know, uh, when he comes back? Uh, Cordero Patterson um, playing really well. Are they going to have a, uh, a two-back room? It seems to work out really well for, like, the Browns. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Um, One-two punch is never a bad thing. What are you saying, Baker? Uh, Cordell Patterson's on that short-term IR right now. So he's not going to be back for a few weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for his. It doesn't have anything out here for him either, interestingly enough. Yeah, like I said, I, I want to say week three. Um, like Falcons were surprising me, and uh, Patterson was looking pretty good. But I, I, I mean, I mean, he 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 had a lot of reps last year, and I I didn't see him going to be able to uh, hold up through all that. Yep. Um, let's see, Gus Edwards with the Ravens. So for the first time in 13 months, he got onto the practice field after he was activated from the pup list, which is the physically unable to perform list. For those of you that don't know, there's no word about when he's going to return, but considering how long of a road it's been to get back onto the practice field, expect him to uh, take his time. And then uh, Daryl Williams, another for Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I, I think this was such a key thing for the Cardinals was they had multiple backs. Um, that shared the load with James Conner, even though he seemed like their premier back. Um, he left Sunday's game with a knee injury as well. And if his is less serious than Conner's and he can return, he could be a sneaky waiver wire to add. So definitely want to look at him. Uh, moving on to NFL wide receivers, Tyreek Hill with a foot injury. Uh, he was stepped on and was seen wearing a walking boot later that day. Um, we'll get some updates on him as the week progresses. T. Higgins with the Bengals, uh, an ankle injury. Uh, it's not a super, er, no, it was a serious issue. Uh, he played in 10 of the Bengals' 30 offensive snaps in the first half of Sunday night's game and then didn't play again. Um, Gonna have to see day by day how it goes, but he has not been ruled out yet. Uh, Chris Olave with the Saints, he has officially been placed in concussion protocol after he left Sunday's game. <clears throat> Head coach says he's in good spirits, but it puts a damper on his status heading into week six. So we will see where we go with that. Michael Thomas as well with a toe injury. There was confl uh, conflicting reports about how bad and serious his injury was. Um, but there are reports saying he could be back for week six. Uh, Rashad Bateman with the Ravens. Um, let's see what he say. What uh, Harbaugh say about him? Uh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh said he'd like to see him come back in week six but who knows what the fuck that means. 
Is he going right. to play or not? We'll find out. Uh, Drake London with Atlanta. Uh, little concern about his knee as he was seen having it looked on the sidelines. But London himself said it's fine. So see how it goes during practice this week. Yeah, he put in a full practice today. Okay. Uh, Julio Jones. So here's three things you can rely on in life. Death, taxes, <laughs> and Julio Jones' knee issues. <laughs> right. Um, head coach Todd Bowles has been quoted as saying, we'll play that year by year about putting him on IR. We'll see how serious he's hurt. Just getting that paycheck, man. Good for him. All right, get that money. Yep. Man, he was healthy. That guy. Yep. Nobody, uh, nobody could compete with him. It was him and AB for a long time. He's AB. just so powerful that he yeah. breaks himself. Like he, his ankles literally cannot withstand the force he's able to put on him. Like uh, Christian McCaffrey, they, they, he's just super physical and wants to knock people out with every fucking play. Yeah, with those two uh, positions, man, mm-hmm. you're you're making so many cuts and you're blocking, you're trying to get open, you're battling for the ball. Yeah, it's rough. Yep. Julio's, man, he could have been great. I would like to give a shout out to Megatron because how big he was. Yeah. How big that boy was, man. Definitely something else. One of the best. We we got into that in, I think, week one. But champ. Um, Up next, Jarvis Landry. Uh, the thought was he was going to play during the Saints week five win, but that didn't happen. Uh, head coach Dennis Allen said he just wasn't quite ready yet. We'll see how uh, this week goes for week six. Any update on him, uh, Baker? I have not seen anything myself. Okay. Uh, DJ Chark for Detroit. Almost sounds like it should be Clark. I think somebody <laughs> fucked his name up. But it's actually Chark. Um, it's been speculated that as long as there are no setbacks, we'll see him back on the field after the Lions week six bye. So good news there. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie for Buffalo had a concussion. <clears throat> he missed uh, week five. It's okay. He uh, he wasn't needed. They didn't, they didn't need him. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's no word on whether or not he'll be cleared to play in week six, but if not, the Bills have a week seven bye as well. For four concussions, when I see a player miss a week, they get dinged on a Sunday and they are not available by the next Sunday. Yep. It's very concerning because that means it's a baseline issue, basically. Either they still are having, you know, uh, visual, um, like light still affects them, something like that, or they are just doing the natural test. They can't get to their baseline. So, you know, we don't know if it's not, if they're not back that first week, you really can't tell if it's going to be, Oh, you know, we'll see them next week or it could be five weeks. It could be, can't, can't see you. We're not going to see you for the season. So um, usually that's when I look at something and become a lot more concerned is if that one week time period isn't enough, then uh, that's a big red flag for me personally. Yep. Uh, moving on to tight ends, Darren Waller was injured in the first quarter of Monday Night Football. Came out of the tunnel at halftime in street clothes and was ruled out. 
for the rest of the game. See uh, what happens this week for week six. It was a hamstring injury. Uh, yeah, they need him, man. Yep. Same with Kyle Pitts, also a hamstring injury. Um, no news currently on him, though, so we'll see how that goes for this week. Keep an eye out for him on your fantasy team. Uh, Pat Fryermuth with the Pittsburgh Steelers, unfortunately, has been ruled with a concussion. And uh, with the new uh, rules, thank you, Tua, um, he's probably going to be missing some time. Uh, Dalton Schultz for Dallas. Uh, nothing official on his knee injury, but it didn't look great from the video. Um, see how he goes for Sunday. Their report, it's not stating whether he's going to play this week or not, but was that he had no additional structural damage to his meniscus. So Good news. Yeah. Uh, Logan Thomas with a calf injury. Um, everything was showing that he was going to suit up in week five and then didn't. So there's a chance he could suit up this week. Um, just having issues staying on the field. They play tomorrow. I night, can't, right? uh, I can't pin it, but he, he's coming back from an ACL, right? That's what he was dinged with last year. I don't so that's remember. why he's having he has a calf injury I'm, right now. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure that he had a a knee injury and that's why, you know, what leads to the soft tissue injuries, either a hamstring or a calf or anything due to overcompensating for for the issue. Um he's been amazing whenever he's on the field, but he's on the field maybe one tenth of the time that everybody else is. So it's yeah, not a good look. Um, so that is enough of the major injuries. Let's move on to, we'll just cover, uh, week one power rank or week six power rankings real quick. Buffalo Bills have taken that number one spot back from the Eagles with their dominant victory of the Steelers. Eagles moved down to rank two, followed by the Chiefs, followed by the Niners, followed by the Ravens at five. With the Bucks at six, the Vikings at seven, Packers at eight, dropped four spot lose four spots losing to the Giants. I feel like they could have dropped a little bit more to be honest. Yes, I I, <clears throat> I was kind of shocked that they're still top ten. Yep. Uh Bengals dropping to nine after losing to the Ravens. And the two and three. Cowboys jumping to top ten. Yeah, it's surprising to see the Bengals at nine at two and three. Yeah, I don't understand that, but I mean, it's power rankings in, in yep. my eyes. In my eyes, it's it's week to week basis. So you got to put the teams up. Yep. I mean, like, how, how are the Raiders fourteen and at one, and, one four. and four? Yep. And the Rams at fifteen at two and three. The Rams have looked fucking terrible this year. Right. Um. I, I don't understand. Like, it has to go off of how does the team look right now? It doesn't matter what the team name is. Like. It doesn't matter what the preseason projection yep. was and where everyone thought they were going to be. To exactly. be honest, that should that should almost weigh more so as a negative. I thought they were going to be a top three team. They're right. producing like a bottom 10 team. I want to drop them all the way down to that bottom 10 out of spite almost. Like you guys aren't yeah. performing. You guys have been a sham. I don't know why. Like Cincinnati is scary because – Last year when they went on their run, it was almost like they are an elite 
garbage time team. They are elite at going deep and scoring points late. And they're not doing that. They're not really producing in all aspects of the offense otherwise when they do give the ball <clears throat> to the running game and allow, you know, mixing to get going or anything else to happen. There's not, you know, big chunks of yards getting got in any time. They do not look like a playoff team right now. They should definitely not be ranked in the top 10. I would agree. They're living off the Joey Burrow swagger right now, and it's kind of unacceptable. Right. Moving uh, to the final eight, there's been some changes there. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars dropped five spots to rank 25, followed by the Lions at 26, Steelers at 27, Colts at 28, Bears at 29, Commanders at 30. Here's a new change. Texans at 31. They're not the worst team in the league anymore. Congratulations. That belongs to the Carolina Panthers. Rank 32. <laughs> I mean, so I would like to say I had Colts, Bears, Texans, and what was it? Jags, bottom four. So, hey, hey, my bottom four are in the bottom seven right now. So, yep. I mean, yep. sticking with it. I'm surprised to see this that the the Steelers weren't uh, the worst team in the league on the power rankings, but I mean it makes sense that the Panthers are there. Um, yeah, all right, let's uh, let's get into verses. It's time versus baby. It's time. We both let's had uh, we both had really good weeks this week. Um, hey, yeah, finally you had a good one. I don't know. It's been oh, finally, finally, it's like, been a while. Like the past few weeks, I haven't beat you. Uh, <laughs> you beat me one time. No, Have sir, you? sir. Week three, I was eight and eight. You were six and ten. Week two, we were nine and seven, both. And mm-hmm. then last week, I was ten and six. You were eight and eight. So two straight so weeks. Two times out of two times, weeks. two times. And then we tied one, and then you won one up until last week. So we're tied. So we're tied. Two, two, and one. Unbelievable. Like the fucking Colts. <laughs> <laughs> At least I, I think they're one, three, and one. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give that. All right, so <clears throat> starting off, I'm going to go with the Dolphins versus Bengals. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Nope, wrong one. Wrong week. Week five. All right, Colts versus Broncos. We both chose the Broncos. Colts came through. Uh, Giants versus Packers. We both went Packers. Giants pulled that one out of their ass. Uh, Lions versus Patriots. We both went with MCDC and the Lions, and they got stomped. Patriots oh, came out. Three. Okay, okay, okay. Chargers versus Browns. I went with the Chargers. You went with the Browns. Chargers came through. Mm. Uh, Texans versus Jags. Big shocker here. We both chose the Jags. It's that, it's that divisional rival. Um, Texans came through. Uh, Falcons versus Bucks. We both went with the Bucks. Bucks came through. Steelers versus Bills. I jokingly said the Steelers, but I'll give it to you. Uh, you said the Bills. Hey, we can run that back if you want to. Oh, well, I mean, it, it was joking. I even said later on that I know the Bills were going to win, but the Steelers are my guys. Um, Bills obviously dominated that one. Uh, then the Dolphins versus the Jets. We both went with the Jets. Jets came through in a massive win over the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bears versus Vikings. We both went Vikings. 
Vikings won. Titans versus Commanders. We both went Titans. Titans won. Seahawks versus Saints. I went Seahawks. You went Saints. Saints won. Uh, 49ers versus Panthers. Obviously, we both chose 49ers. They won. Right, right. Eagles versus Cardinals. I went with the Eagles. You did too. Eagles came through with the dub. I believe you wanted to go with the Cardinals there, actually. Yeah, I was tempted, man. Yeah, I wish you did. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cowboys versus Rams. Cowboys, we both chose them. The boys came through. Bengals versus Ravens. We both chose Ravens. Ravens came through. And then Raiders versus Chiefs. We both chose the Chiefs. It was not looking good for the Chiefs. They were 17-0 down. And then Patrick Mahomes came back with his magic and was able to win the game 30-29. to That game and the uh, Cardinals and Eagles was tough for me. Yeah. But I'm glad uh, I, I made yeah, the right choice. I, I knew it was going to be a close game. Um, happy I didn't choose the spread when uh, I was making my parlay there. I almost did. <clears throat> but uh, I'm happy the Chiefs came through with that dub. Uh, puts us on the week. Uh, I was ten and six. You were eleven and five. That's still very good. You know, I'll take it. I'll take a ten and six week. Um, I have a, I have a question though. Yeah. Have you got um more than ten right in a week yet? Uh, nope. No. Uh, have I? Yeah. How many times? Only twice. Okay, I'm gonna choose every game right this week. Oh hey, boy! My money's on you. Now we get to add Baker to it. Every so game. Yep. Now whatever Baker picks, we pick the opposite. <laughs> we instantly win. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys are gonna be money makers. Let me tell you what. All right. Let's see. Let's. <laughs> Do you have the total versus so far? Uh, you are up by two games right now. Oh man, that's a big one. I I really got to dial in this week. Shit. Like I said, I'm gonna choose every game right this week. Let me. Uh... Oh no! Don't do that. Let me do this. Paste and go. Because now we've got Baker to add with this. All right. Starting with tomorrow's game. Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. Bears are one-point favorites. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a battle of the bottom feeders. Um... Hmm. I'm going to go with the Commanders. I'm going to go with the Bears. Again. I'm going to pick them until they win. Oh, boy. I know. Yeah, I'm I'm going the Bears. I just... I'm taking Fields over Carl. All right. Carl. Um... Up next, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Buccaneers are eight and a half point favorites. Gotta go with uh gotta go with the Buccaneers. We're we're proud of you for that. For... <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I still wanted to go with the Steelers, but I can't. I can't. It's gonna be another disappointing week for me. Uh, Cap walked away. I'm going to go Tampa Bay as well. Uh, I mean, you look at last week and... Yeah, you got to. You got to. Yeah. Uh, Bucks or Steelers? On, 
Is that where we're on right now? Yep. Yeah. I had to walk away for one quick second. Bucks versus Steelers. We go Bucks, obviously. Yep. That's obviously super easy. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this is a this is a hard one. The Colts are one and a half point favorites. Colts went into Jacksonville. They haven't won in the last ten years going into Jacksonville. And the Jaguars just had a bad a bad loss to the Texans. And it seems like they have the Colts number. I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. Same. I'm going Colts, and I would pick under on this one. Uh, 42 and a half. I don't know. That one's hard. I wouldn't touch the over-under on that. Uh, up next, the Cincinnati Bengals at the New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill going to pop off again? I'm going to go with the Bengals, though. Who's home? Saints. Uh, Bengals are one and a half point favorites. I'm thinking... Man. I got to go with the Saints. I'm going with the Saints this week. Okay. I'm going Bengals right now. We got Alave and uh, who else? A couple other people are still out for New Orleans. So you said Jaguars Cincinnati for the Jags Colts game, by the way, right? Yes. Baker? Okay. Yes, it's not. It's not looking good for you. I think all of our picks are the same. So uh, that's not. That's no, not good. Not yet. I I took the Commanders and the Jaguars. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. There's your one win. And, and, and Cap said the Bears and Saints so far, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, up next, the New York Jets at the Green Bay Packers. Packers are seven-point favorites. I'm going to go with the Packers. Uh, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to go the fuck off. Big loss to the Giants. He's going to have a bounce-back week. I thought the same last week, but, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Rogers. Yeah. We're going Packers. Angry Aaron going with the Packers. Yep. Uh, up next, the New England Patriots at the Cleveland Browns. Browns are two and a half point favorites at home. Um, hmm. I'm going Bear, uh, Browns. Okay. I'm going, I'm going Cleveland. Jacoby's been in New England before. I think he'll have a little bit of uh, an edge against that defense. I would agree with you guys. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Miami Dolphins. Vikings are three and a half point favorites. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I believe Dolphins are kind of dead right now. Man, I kind of want to see Bridgewater be back. I think Maybe show be. something, but I don't really, I don't know, man. I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, it's, uh, I think they're just dead in water right now. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Same. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at the New York Giants. Ravens are six-point favorites. Hmm. Lamar Jackson all day for me. We're going Baltimore. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, this is an easy one. Ravens. All right. We're all in agreement there. 49ers. You, you, to, you, know, you didn't state it. No, I, I want to hear it all agreement there. Ravens, Ravens over the Giants. Okay, thank you. I know. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to catch up to me, so. No. That, that one's, the Giants are a lot more impressive with Dable as a head coach this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Atlanta Falcons. The 49ers are five and a half point favorites. I'm going to go with the, the 49ers. Same. One of those games. Yeah, yeah, it, that's going to be an interesting game. One of those times I walk in the casino, I'm like, man, it would be kind of nice. If... Damn. Yeah. I was about to say I'm going to regret this, but. I know, because I had the same feeling that you have right now. I feel like it could happen. I know. Who's home again? Falcons. Let's fuck around and let's go ATL this week. All right. Up next, Carolina Panthers at the Los Angeles Rams. If the Rams don't get this, the Rams are dead. <laughs> yeah, we go Rams just because it's the Panthers. They're 10 point favorites, by the way. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Baker. Oh, yeah, I'm going with the Rams. That's okay, not... making sure. <laughs> uh, Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. The Cardinals are three-point favorites. Um, fuck it, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Man, I'm thinking the same. I'm thinking the same. Oh. I gotta use my brain for a couple seconds. This is a tough one, another tough one. Baker? I'm going to Arizona myself. Okay. I think I'm gonna go Arizona as well, but I th- I think it's yeah, yeah, Arizona. All right. All right. Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. I'm gonna go AFC championship game here. I'm gonna go Chiefs. Because I don't think Mahomes, Mahomes has ever. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's ever lost being an underdog. On I don't the think spread. he's ever been the underdog at home. At home? Yeah. I'm going Chiefs. I. I, I, I mean, every time I want to say he's like seven and zero as an underdog. So I'm going. I'm going Chiefs. All right. I'm back on the Bills train. So I'm I'm going Chiefs with the thought that uh, they pull this out and then come playoff times, Buffalo ends up edging them out and moving on. So I'm going to go Chiefs right now. I can see that. All right, Sunday night game. Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles are six-point favorites. However... I'm going to go with the boys. I think the Eagles streak has to come to an end. This one kills me because, you know, the the Eagles are being praised, but 
like three out of their last eight games have been have been against Washington. I definitely would pick the under on this one, but um, forty-two and a half. Yeah, it's gonna. By the way, the Bills Chiefs game is a fifty-three and a half over under. Fucking smash the over. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. Uh, ho- hopefully that DN can just c- continue shocking the world, and Hurts is gonna be a, in a world of hurt. I think uh, Diggs is gonna lock up AJ, and and then uh, we take number one seed or no, uh, first place in the division. That'd be interesting. Hand it back to Dak right before he comes back. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm going Philly. I think uh, Cooper's going to get his first career loss this week. All right. And last but not least, God, I hate seeing this team. Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. Give me the Chargers, man. Give me the Chargers. Four and a half point favorites. Beat them by 52 and take these guys off at prime time. I'm so tired of Denver. There will be no riding this week. I'm going Chargers all the way. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So with our first bye week of the year, uh, it's going to be a 14-leg parlay. So if you were to put $10 on my bet, um, <laughs> oh, God, here we go. 17 bucks. $10 on my bet will win you $12,755.35. $10 on caps parlay will win you $25,589.54. And then $10 on bakers will win you $5,339.36. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, talk about choosing the... Favorites except for the Chiefs and the Jaguars. <laughs> so maybe we should add this. Maybe we need to add this. Maybe it's versus verse the favorites. Because clearly that's all big. <laughs> very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um I'm just hoping we get some good NFL this week. There was, uh, there was some shit NFL last week. Man, I hope I'm wrong in the Steelers game. I hope they're able to... I don't know, man. I'm so disappointed in them. Hey, man, life goes on. It's okay. Hey, I hope they actually get their asses whooped again uh, so Matt Canada can finally be fired. I've been asking for that like since the season started. I've actually been asking for it since last season, but you know. Dialing wasn't a thing that back then. I just hope. You mean? I just hope that you're happy. Aw, that's <laughs> cute. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Alrighty, well, that is gonna go ahead and wrap up week six with Dialin. I hope you guys are ready. Dialin, boys! Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs>